I'm Cassidy. I'm Emma. And, and this, this is, is Ain't Doing Right. Okay. Episode 10. <laughs> Oh, I was scared to talk now because I'm going to make it awkward somehow. Well, apparently there's things that I say in the intro and outros that are a theme that I had no idea about. So I'm... My theme is I make it awkward every time. <laughs> Which is a great... I like it. I think it's a great thing for me. It's like Amy, when she was here, she told me the things that I say... That are like... Now, but... She thought it was like a thing. Like, oh, you say this every time. I'm like, I do? Now I'm going to be super conscious of that, so I'm not, I'm just not, I mean, I ain't saying nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 10. So I do have one piece of unfinished business about Watch House that was formerly known as Mandolin Mm -hmm. Orange. Yes. And why they changed their name, because we were wondering about that, and Mm -hmm. it's just bothers me that they did yeah (laughs) so they said that um the watch house name is a better fit for the music they make now so they no longer use mandolins (sighs) well that's what they said he said he plays the guitar and mandolin and Mm -hmm. there's one on the fiddle and he said we felt a divide between the music that we make and the band name for a long time or maybe we just didn't want to feel like we had to have a mandolin so i'm like i don't I, like, I think it's a pun, and it's fun, sure, and it's great. Sure, but, like, great. Watch House says nothing to me. It says it nothing says, to like, me. It says, like, you know, soft jazz elevator music. Like, yeah. I, it does not say, I mean, like, I don't, I guess I don't super know their vibe, but, like, it doesn't say much to me. It's folky. Yeah, so and if it's so, folky, then why would you change it? Right. Nobody's gonna be like, I don't hear the mandolin. Yeah. And plus, like, if you already have, like, a following... And things built on a name, then changing it seems like a very poor marketing choice. It did. It took me a while to refine them because I thought yeah. it was covers I was looking at. I was like, no, this isn't what I'm looking for. It took me forever to like reconnect with their music yeah, because seems, they changed their name. That seems dumb to me. It is dumb. Oh. Like, so you have all these albums. What are you pulling them off the shelves, re-releasing them under a different name? It's dumb. I, I agree. It is dumb. Um, um, for me, the refrigerator debacle. I have yes. good news for everyone. It has been resolved. Um, we, I went home, I think it was that same night after we recorded that episode, or like the next day, and I took, I was able to pry off that piece of paneling that we felt was blocking, like that piece of trim baseboard that was blocking the fridge, and we got it in there. Uh, it's in there. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> it Solid. Is barely, yeah. It, and we had like, like the little feet on the fridge we like one is all the way down and one is all the way up to like try and help balance it but literally i had to push up i had to push from one side and then steven had to push from the front so that we could shimmy it in there and it is in there yeah but it's done it's it made it in there and we don't have to worry about it anymore i repaired the piece of vinyl stick countertop uh don't love it but it's done um (laughs) Just don't peel back the end there. You don't want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> the end of the counter. Yeah. No, 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 no. Don't do that. It's been chiseled. Oh, yeah. And filed and, is, and uh, sanded. And... Uh, straight is not a word I would use to describe it. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> it like touch it. And I think that it's just because of our house. Because like the fridge isn't any different. And we have the counter 
like flush to the cabinets Mm -hmm. pretty much the same all the way down but there's like it is like tight 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 at the front of the fridge like the front edge of the counter at, at the fridge and then at the back of the fridge there's like an inch and a half it must be from settling or just something. the fact that the house just isn't so, even yes, and the so cabinets uneven. are put in it's so not... i'm like Stephen, how why do we have so much space at the back of the fridge and at the front of the fridge we have no space yeah like none space i don't know it's like it's just our house i guess i'm glad you listened to me Shout you out did. to me. Yeah. I'm glad yeah, you said, to me about I the I went trim. home and I was like, Stephen, Emma said that we should be able just to pry this off. Yeah. And he was like, really? And I was like, yes. Yeah. Can you... Razor blade on the top I to was cut like, the paint. I was like, you find me something. Can you get me a box cutter? Yeah. And then can you get me a screwdriver and a hammer? Yes. And you come back. And he was like, yeah. And so I, I took a box blade. I sliced all the paint off the top. And then I took... I, I think I think I used a screwdriver. Yeah. And I gently just tapped in there and pried and tapped and pried. Yeah. And it... Popped right Precisely off. how I would have done it. Those nails are just like three inches long. Yeah. Or maybe longer. Yeah, I'm and sure. And so I was, I was just prying and prying and then it just popped right off. Yeah. And I was like, let's give it a go. <laughs> and we made it happen. Thank God. That's horrible. Another news, still don't have an air fryer. Um, I was actually now, listening to the episode about the air fryer. <laughs> here's the thing. And I was wondering. Uh, so, you know, I told you I, I kept selecting the correct model and it kept rejecting it. And I, Stephen said, if it ever came time to having to call them, he would do that for me so that I didn't have to do it because I did everything else. And so Stephen was like, can I just see it? And I was like, yeah. And so he did the whole form again. And there is a possibility I was selecting the wrong model. Now. You were selecting the wrong model or your air fryer is the wrong model? No, I, there's a possibility I was selecting the wrong model. Now, I was not selecting the model they kept telling me I was because they kept telling me, you've selected this. I'm like. No, I haven't. That's not what I selected. Okay. And then I go back. I went back and I like, I did double check it multiple times, but I potentially one of the unless they switch the order of the drop down menu that there's a possibility that instead of selecting like CS one fifty eight AF, I did like CP one fifty eight AF. But they kept telling me I did CS one fifty eight or just CS one fifty eight, and I was like, I didn't do that. So. Right. Stephen filled it out again, and he was like, I'm just gonna try this one time. And if it doesn't come back, I will call them. I was like, okay. And it got approved. And I was like, wow, I'm an idiot. <laughs> but it hasn't shipped yet. So at this point, we are still without an air fryer and therefore still without bacon. Yeah. <laughs> and when, what meals have you been making? I feel like a lot of your meals are centered around something going in the air fryer. All the time. Now, granted, you know, for Lent, I gave up, um, like, bread and potatoes and stuff. Yeah. So... That's, yeah, we would, like, cook tater tots in there. We would cook, like, those kind of french fries in there. Yeah. Like, there's other things we would cook in there that I'm not eating currently, but, like, it is hands down the easiest way to make bacon. Mm. Oh, it's so easy. Like, I can hear it popping in there. I'm like, haha, sucker, you can't get to me because you're in the air fryer. You do <laughs> see, whatever you want. See, I make it in the oven. My air fryer is, a to- it's like a toaster oven, mm. air fryer, broiler, like, all in one. And so I don't think it, it doesn't air fry the same way as like an, a basket air fryer does. Yeah. And I have never, so I've never made bacon in it because to me it's the same as the oven, oven except I can't make as much. So. No, because I'll, I can make like a pound of bacon in there. Wow. I've been tempted to buy just and like I, a basket I air do fryer. It. I can't justify I love it. it. But like, because for the bacon, it will just, you know, the grease goes to the bottom of the, like it goes through the basket to like the bottom, whatever, the liner the, yeah and you just like container. wipe it out or and then you just lift the basket out and then you can clean out all the grease in the bottom and 
I will either like, you can put pieces of like old stale bread in the bottom and it just soaks the grease up and then you toss the pieces of bread and you wipe it out and that's super easy. Or while it's still like liquid, I just like line it with paper towels and then let it solidify and then I'll pull the paper towels out and I'll wipe it out and it's so much easier. Um, You can reserve your baking grease. I could. For other things. I don't, I've never cooked with bacon grease in my life. Oh, we do like always breakfast, like eggs Mm -hmm. and the toast and stuff is always made in bacon grease. I've never, like, at, like intentionally cooked with it. My dad used to make dirty eggs growing up. Yeah. Which is where he would just cook bacon or sausage first. Yeah. And then cook the eggs in the same pan. Yeah. Which is the same thought process. But I'm still very much missing my air fryer. It is, has, it's supposed to be being shipped, but it could take multiple weeks to get here. Mm. So. Wow. But it's on the way, supposedly. That's a tough, tough thing to be dealing with. It's rough. It's a rough time. But other than that, you know, the fridge is in there and we are, you know, just feeling like millionaires with our crushed ice and water in the door. Oh, I believe that wholeheartedly. Like we're drinking, like Stephen especially is like drinking so much more water because we have access to ice and cold water at all times. So what are you doing with your like ice maker that you have separate? We gave it to someone. Okay, yeah. who, Who doesn't have an ice maker in their fridge and wanted one. And Stephen was like, yo, you want this? So we gave him that and our Rita, like, water filter container. It's like a gallon one. Yeah. And we gave him that as well that he can use for water and ice. It's really nice. uh, Pay for it. Pass it on. Yeah. Might as well. Now we're just, um, Stephen spent, like, quite a while cleaning out our fridge. Like, our old fridge. Like, he sprayed it down, scrubbed it out. And it's clean and ready to go. But he gave up, he gave up Facebook. and Well, he gave up social media for Lent. Yeah, um, so how's that going? It's been really hard, but he's been doing a really good job. Awesome. He's found substitutes. He wouldn't want you to call him that. But <laughs> I'm like, how's it going over there on your TikTok substitute? Because he'll just scroll on um, YouTube. Did you know you could do that? Yeah, yeah he just, Matt does. He just scrolls on YouTube. Yeah. Um. So that's what he does instead. But he, it has been a lot. It's been very good for him. But he usually sells stuff on Facebook Marketplace. So he's like, I want to sell our fridge, but yeah, I'm not on Facebook. So... That I don't know what to do. Excited to see that listing. Yeah. If it compares to the truck listing. Right? I don't know if our fridge is quite as, uh, has much personality as his <laughs> truck did, but, you know, Lent's over on Easter, so we have, like, what, a week? A week left? Is that all? Yeah, because what is today? Today is, yeah, Is March Easter 31st. next Sunday? No. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Easter's next Sunday. I don't even know what I'm doing. Because it's April 9th, and this Sunday wow. is April 2nd. Okay. Which is my cousin Jocelyn's birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Jocelyn. Um, Guess I gotta figure that out. Anyway, it's yeah. nobody's problem but mine. Yeah, so Easter's not, you know, two days from now, but Sunday after that. And then Lent will be over. And I will need donuts, tater tots. Give me the pasta. I mean, not the pasta. Well, yes, the, pasta. The bread. But the bread and the potatoes. Maybe we make you some tot nachos. Some tachos. I do. I do like those like chili cheese tots. Yeah. I make those at home too. But anyway, it'll be over. And what I haven't decided, because you know I also gave up snoozing my alarm for Lent. It's been one of the hardest things I've ever I done. I tried and, and I did not succeed. Now, did I snooze it this morning? Yes. But that's, that's fine. It's Especially circumstances. Off. It's, it's whatever. different. But I don't know after Lent's over, will I go back to snoozing my alarm? I shouldn't. Mm-mm. You shouldn't because it's so impressive to me that you've been able to do it this I, whole time. And I, I sincerely do have. Does it make me angry? Yes. Yeah, but you <laughs> seem different when you come in. You're but not as tired. I, 
Yeah, that's what I told. I was t- talking to Doctor Smith about uh, Doctor Smith, and I, I think Kaylee. And I was like, I don't, I don't know for sure if there has been like an overall impact. I not. can tell. So, and I, I was like, maybe I just can't tell because I've been doing it for a while now. And yeah. I was like, maybe I'll do it like one or two days and see if I notice a difference. But I probably just shouldn't start again. I wouldn't because it's hard. Because that's what it's happened so to me. Hard. I was like, I'm just gonna do it today, and then it never stopped. It's, uh, yeah, I don't think there's been as something as challenging. That I've done as giving up snooze. That's wow. I mean, more power to you. That is impressive. I because I, you. I, you know, I would go off at six. I'd snooze it. Go off at six oh nine. I'd snooze it. Go off at six eighteen. I'd snooze it. But then I, or I'd stop it because at that point I'm like, okay, I'm gonna lay in bed and like look at my phone for, you know, eight minutes or whatever. Because then I would try and be out of bed by six twenty-five. So foreign to me. I'm already driving to work, work at, at six. That's crazy. Um, so like I try and get out of bed at six twenty-five, and then everything else. My routine's like pretty rapid after that. But now it goes off at six fifteen, and that's it. Yeah. Then I get my phone. I check email. Go on Facebook. Do whatever, and then get up and do my regular morning routine. Yeah. But. So I have still been snoozing, but I do wake up significantly earlier than I used to. I used to wake up at 5.45, sure give myself so 15 early. minutes, yeah. and then leave. Now I get, and it was so regimented. It was let the dogs out, feed them. While they're getting fed, mm-hmm. I brush my teeth, I get changed, we yep. we leave. That's it. Me and Moose, we are gone. Now I wake up between 4.30 and 5, and I get up, I, I let the dogs out, I while they're eating I cook breakfast, I then I get myself ready. It's like a whole different world, and honestly, I really appreciate it. It has extended my days, it has given me more value like in the evening when Matt and I are home together, yeah. where I don't have to do those things to prepare for the next day, because I'm, I can wake do up and do morning, it in the morning. Yeah. And it, it, it's just, it's, it has added a lot of value to my life, but that I'm still snoozing. I'm still snoozing from four to four thirty, four forty five. I'm still That's snoozing. so early. I know. I know. It's so early. And here I am trying to con- convince you and Steven to move out this way. It's never going to happen. <laughs> no. It's really sad. 30 minutes is kind of our max. Yeah. But at this point, we're pretty certain we're not going to find a house. Yeah. Because the market for houses right now is insane. Right. So, and you're already in a house. Yeah. So there's no rush. Yeah, Because exactly. you, you're going to sell it, and but then, you can stay as long as you need so to. So, yeah, our hope was to, like, you know, buy some land and then save up again yeah. and then start building on that land. And then we can sell our home and move. But it's just finding the right piece. Yeah. Because it's really important to him, like, you know, the internet's good and that we're not in the middle of absolutely nowhere and that's going to be a challenge. It's very hard in our area. Yeah. Because you're either a little bit off the beaten path and you don't have access to those things, like mm-hmm. great internet, or you're just in the middle of everybody. Yeah, you're going to give up privacy. You are. And, like, I, yeah. and I, I guess I'm just spoiled to an extent, like, because my parents, we live an hour from, like, anything super significant. Like, we can go 30 minutes and be, like, in a small town... And, like, you know, go to Walmart and go to church and see our friends in, like, 30 minutes. But to, like, go to the city, you're going in an hour. But we had so much, like, so much privacy. Yeah. Like, can do anything out there. Because we have our 33 and then my aunt and uncle bought 44. And so we just have 77 acres that's just us. And we're, like, far enough off of a main road that you, you can't tell anything from the, like, the street. 
and it's a very like not a busy road at all so that was really really nice i was like i want the same privacy but i don't want to be in the middle of nowhere i think what you're probably gonna th- this is probably irrelevant yeah, you can, point, you can cut out whatever you need what, to cut out. But. What, well, I think what you probably end up doing is compromising probably on your internet. We have not really had huge issues with our internet. For us, it has been like, if there's extreme weather, mm-hmm. sometimes it sucks. For the most part, we get internet everywhere in our house, even in the driveway, even out in the backyard. Like, we have what we didn't have when we moved here between our signal booster, our neighbor's signal booster and our internet, mm-hmm. we have great range. Yeah. We've not had huge problems, but Matt also doesn't do things like Steven does that requires yeah. a lot of, what do you call it? Like, uh, upload speed or like, yeah, the, upload the and speed, download speed, speed and gaming yeah. speed. He doesn't need yeah. that. Cause he does like a bunch like video games and like watching yeah. a bunch of YouTube videos and like doing other things like that, that just, need more capacity and speed yeah um, and he like ha- he does some stuff for work from home so like he just mm-hmm. he needs to have that reliability and that like just good quality internet and so we're having to be very conscientious and you know we've talked about you know family living on the property with us so we yeah. want to have enough enough space that we can have you know our privacy and then also have family that has their privacy but like we're close enough to do whatever you're gonna end up in ringle <laughs> so we're just kind of keeping our eyes open for land and we've looked at a few places none of the places we've been have like had what we needed yeah and it's this balance of you know jumping on an opportunity if it's good enough and presents itself and not rushing into something just to rush into something sure so, we were keeping our eyes open and we are looking. But I was like, I mean, just anywhere 30 minutes from your job and my job. Which, I mean, most of my life I worked 30 minutes from yeah, from where I've worked. Yeah. This is the closest I've ever lived to a job ever. Yeah. But, um. So we'll see. Who knows? Who knows? Prefer not to live in two different states because I've been there, done that, and it makes taxes not fun. And I don't know. I'm just not a fan. Yeah. Of working and living in different states. No, people do yeah. it. I mean, people do it all the time. It, they it do, but it makes, deal, it makes things but complicated. It does make Especially things complicated. for two people, not just one, mm-hmm. and you're married. It's a whole thing. Yeah. For, yeah, no. It, it, it It's a no for me. It's just not worth it. No, it's not. And, and for me, like, this is the farthest I've ever lived from where I've worked. Mm-hmm. However, where I'm from, everybody commutes. And even though I might have been, like, five or ten minutes less in a commute... There was traffic. Traffic, yeah. And Which so is more frustrating to it me. It is. Like, there is something therapeutic to me to, like, just sailing down back roads. Yeah. Like, just curves, just trees, just sailing down back roads with not very many people, no stoplights. Like, there is something, like, very, like, therapeutic, like, nostalgic yeah. to me. It's pretty to much do that. my drive, yeah. Um, so, like, whenever I drive out here, I'm like, you yeah, know, it doesn't even bother me. Like, I just like this drive. I it's like nice. being on the back roads and, like, just being in the middle of not city and lights and buildings. And, like, I, I enjoy that. So, I don't think it would bother me that much. But Steven's, like, his commute's, like, 11 minutes right now or something like that. Okay. And that's, like, farther than he was before. Because he literally worked across the street. Like, he walked out the back door of his building across a one-lane one-way street to his job and he was there yeah so like he's like he's like i guess i could do a 30-minute commute i was like yes you can you can handle it i believe in you It'll be yeah fun. i don't know 
we'll see. We'll see what happens, but we don't want to be in this house forever. It's been a nice starter house, and we are grateful for it, but... We're done with it. <laughs> it just has, like, no space. It has limits. Just no storage and very little privacy because we are on the street. Yeah. Um, like, I can stand on my front porch. Nova can go up on the sidewalk with her retractable leash. Don't do it, ladies and gentlemen. Steven <laughs> bought it for us, and Nova's used to it now. But she can go up, <laughs> she can go up a, like, our little steps to the sidewalk, and she can walk, like, 15-plus feet either direction down the sidewalk while I'm standing on my front porch. Yeah. So, like, we're on it. We are on the street. Yeah. Um, not my preference. Yeah. But... Yeah, it is what it is at this point. Yeah. We hope you guys love us enough to have listened to 20 minutes of that. Um, <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, this is unfinished business. We haven't even done anything yet. And but, half of it was just new business. Well, also, I've been here for two hours and we haven't even recorded anything Yeah. Yet, so we're it's, not exactly on a, you know, direct focus path at this point. We're not. We're just talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we'll move on to peculiar news and I will see what I can... <laughs> Maybe take out. I don't know. Um, so, I'll go first. My peculiar news. I have an article that is about chickens. <laughs> I love chickens. So, it is Harvard scientist helps engineer chicken with dinosaur face. No, don't like that. Yeah, well, it's happening. So, a team of scientists, including one from Harvard University, have de- developed a chicken with a dinosaur-like snout in place of its beak. The researchers sought to better understand the evolution of the chicken's beak, so they tweaked the molecular process in a chicken embryo so it would more closely resemble the snout and palate of a dinosaur like the feathered velociraptor. Their findings were published in the journal Evolution. Apparently there's a journal called Evolution. Okay. Didn't know about that one. The scientists isolated and blocked the special cluster of genes related to the beak, causing the embryo to revert back to its ancestral state, which resembles that of an alligator embryo, which I think is fascinating. The, that, that, because I think it's fascinating, I think, because I raise chicken eggs. Like, mm-hmm. I will incubate them, and I can see them develop from day to day to day and see how the embryo is developing. It is remarkable to me that you know what you're isolating and you can... Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's plain God to me. So this suggests that the beak is an adaptation rather than a wholly different kind of nose. So it it's interesting because it's really even tying uh, chickens because people will say like, oh, they're little dinosaurs because they're mm-hmm. the closest ancestor. But really it's tying it back to it even more, the evolution, because it the beak is pretty much thought as an adaptation after this experiment rather than just a completely different species. So they say that ethicists needn't worry because the scientists have no plans to hatch the altered chicken embryo. But if they did, they believe it would survive without incident. They are far less weird than many breeds of chickens that are developed by chicken hobbyists and breeders. That's crazy. But can you, like, imagine... Tweet having a little alligator snout. It'd be much better than... Tweet is my fat Cornish rooster that was supposed to be slaughtered at 12 weeks to eat. And so he is extremely (laughs) overweight. And he can be a little sassy, but he can't do much because he's so big. It would be better if he had the alligator snout because he couldn't peck the crap out of you. He literally ripped... He'd snatch you. He ripped a chunk out of Moose's butt fur this morning, yeah. and Moose screamed. But that was his butt fur. Imagine if he latched onto his leg. 
or his tail. You think they would have teeth? You don't think it would have teeth? You think it'd be more like a duck? No, no, I guess I was just picturing it like the shape of the outside. I wasn't necessarily picturing the contents within and how it would open. Yeah, I'm thinking, I mean, like you said, like... You could bite like a little chunk out of him, you think? Yeah, I feel like you could latch onto him with a little, little alligator bill thing. You think he would, though? Do you think they would utilize it the same way as an alligator does Probably and, like, not. twist and turn you think, like, and you latch know, on? A declawed cat, like, they adapt to use their mouths instead of their talons. So maybe, like, if they had, like, teeth and were able to better defend themselves, they wouldn't do it in the same way. I think that they would bite, but they wouldn't latch on. But that's well, just no, my instinct. I guess they wouldn't, like, alligator roll, but... But he could bite a chunk like, out feel, of him yeah, if it had teeth. I feel teeth, like he, yeah. if it had teeth and was more, which, I mean, if they're just talking about, like, the shape and size, then that's different. Yeah. Then, but now it's just, like, a, a pinch of the skin and yeah. ripping out of the fur. But, yeah. Yeah, I see what you're but saying. But if you had teeth, that's a whole different ball I game. see what you're saying. I'm just saying, can you imagine Tweet with a little alligator bill with teeth? Yeah, he'd, no. It'd be bad. <laughs> it'd be bad. That's what I'm saying. He'd be on the smoker. Yeah. Man. He would not be here. No. All right. Well, that's fair. Yeah, you're right, I think. I don't know. We'll see where it comes out, because mm-hmm. eventually they're going to let one hatch. I know they will. Well, sure. You got it. Because mean, people are going to be like, oh, you, you you actually think it'll live? Prove it. Yeah. So at some point, and you they're going to need the satisfaction of proving it or not proving it. Yeah, and you can only learn so much by doing that. It's got to escalate at sure. some point. Yeah, it's just the way humanity is. Yeah. All right, well interesting that is incredible like the way like genetics and dna and like yeah. all that is insane to me like my brain is not capable of comprehending it. me either but it's so fascinating no it to is because we talked about you know like the dodo birds yeah and all that kind of stuff yeah and i'm gonna talk about something not in this episode but in a future episode um that's kind of akin yeah i just wish that i had the mental capacity to be like a participant in these things i know because it's it is, insane to oh me oh my god and yeah. i love going to like museums yeah and like reading every plaque i do i read everything i do all of the things yep you and my dad would have a great time because oh my, my dad cause... will read every yeah it's like a one my hour mom tour like my mom it, and i yeah it takes three hours yeah, for him because go he's in. gonna read every... and i like go to art museums i'm reading every plaque yeah. i'm reading the history yeah. i'm reading about like on the ones that I yeah, find fascinating. That's my dad. And I want to go in every room. I want to see everything. Like, when it comes to that, I'm, like, a completist. Like, I want to see and do all of it. Um, I'm the same way. Actually, side note, when Amy and Nick were here, which I will talk about in the next episode, my best friend, her husband, and my, sorry, my pregnant best friend, mm-hmm. congratulations, Amy, her husband, Nick, <laughs> and her um, one-and-a-half-year-old son came to visit me last weekend. We went to the science center mm-hmm. in town. It's a small science center. We were like, we read all this stuff online. Where are these places that we thought were going to be good for his age? Sure. It didn't matter. We had a lot of fun. He had a lot of fun. He ran around and played with things and, and stuff. And, and I thought it was really cool. I Everyone was ready to move on to the next thing. And I'm like, I haven't seen everything in this room. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like, we, I want to see all of it. We went to lunch at the taco place downtown. Mm-hmm. And then we found out. That it was. We looked at the map. I left Nick in charge of the map. Nick, you failed me. I left him in charge of the map. And I, Amy was like, you're going to regret it. And I was like, I don't know. I think it'll be good. Like, how? it's one yeah. building. Well, it was two buildings. Oh, no. It's two buildings. Did you we go missed back? Out. 
I, no, but I kept making jokes, and I, it was me being passive aggressive. I should have been like, "We're going back," because I was like, "Hey, we missed out on this." I kept making jokes about yeah. it, and I was like, "Really? I want to go back." I honestly, we all folded our stickers up into little like nothing to oh, throw yeah. them away. I was like unfolding them. I was like, "How do we have enough stickers for everybody to get back into the?" Nobody wanted to go, but I wanted to go I've back. I've never been there. Well, we can go. We can go because like it's always been like me and my mom are left in the dust because we're reading everything. <laughs> yeah. But I love it. Like when we went, I went on a road trip with my best friend and her husband and two of our classmates because we all went to high school together. Yeah, we went on a road trip from North Carolina to Nebraska. Okay. And we made tons of stops on the way. Yeah. And I don't remember what city we stopped in, but one of them had this massive, I mean huge, like, space and science museum. Yeah. It was amazing. But, like, we barely scratched the surface because we didn't allot, like, enough time for it. Like, we, and we, we weren't on, like, a really tight regimented schedule, but, like, we had kind of goals and, like, you know... We, we have to be here by this time. We have to be here by this time. And we just didn't have enough time. Yeah. Like, we went in, and luckily Stephanie, depending on where we are, she's pretty similar. Like, she wants to see everything, read everything, look at everything. Maybe it's just the homeschooler in us. I don't know. <laughs> but we just barely scratched. There was so many wings, so many ex- exhibits. Like, there was so much that I was like, I don't want to rush through just to see more, but it'd be a shallower experience. And it was such a struggle because we like, we, we ended up all, not all splitting up. Like we kind of went off in pairs to see what was most interesting to us, but it was devastated. Like we all were pretty devastated that we had to leave before we were able to explore the whole museum. Yeah. Cause it was huge. And twice I, Stephen for our honeymoon, one of our like secret adventures that he had planned was an aquarium and that was pretty cool. And then on. Two of the trips since then, two of our anniversary trips, we've gone to like a children's, like sci- or like a science museum, a children's museum. One of them was incredibly disappointing. And then one of them was pretty good. But we just, I always loved going to museums. My mom would always take us to museums and she would find cool museums. Which, you know, like one of my favorites is the Salt and Pepper Shaker Museum. Yes. Like, and it's like $3.25. And it's just someone's house packed to the gills with salt and pepper shakers. <laughs> yeah. And, and you can spend, depending on who you are. Obviously, yeah. some people will just walk straight through. No, I want to like, see every single shaker. I'm looking at every one yeah, of them. Yeah, me too. And when we went, I've actually been twice with two different groups of people. Um, my mom, my dad, and I went quite a few years ago. And every case, dad would be like, okay, pick your favorite in this case. And then we'll guess each other's favorite. And we did that more or less through the whole building. You get towards the end, you're like, okay, we just need to move on. Because some of them are massive, big, like, window cases that span a whole wall. And so we'd have to break it down into sections. And then you're, you're like, okay, well, we've been here for four hours. Probably time to yeah. <laughs> move on. But then I went back with my mom and my cousins and one of their friends. And we did the same thing. But we were only able to do it for like the first, probably yeah. third. Because there was, you know, there's five of us at that point. So it's taken a lot longer. But fascinating. I love weird, quirky museums. Yeah. And that's been one of my favorites. I love but. an aquarium. Matt and I have always, like, we love aquariums. And the two of, well... I like um, ethical aquariums. Um, <laughs> and the two of us, like, just haven't... It's never aligned, and we've made plans, like, at different times. Like, we've gone to Tennessee in the Smoky Mountains, mm-hmm. and we were like, okay, we're going to go to see the aquarium here. 
the Sir Ripley's Aquarium That's friggin' what I packed. Went to. We couldn't I went go. To that one. Couldn't go. It was That's too many where the people. Salt and Pepper Shaking Museum is. It's very close today. Oh, okay. So we could do that. We could definitely then. do that. Because we'll meet his friends when we go mm-hmm. there. Shout out to Stacey and Josh. I know that they don't listen to this, but <laughs> maybe they will one day. I don't even know if they know about it. And then we tried to go when we were in Florida and we just couldn't find one that was close enough. I mean, there's been multiple times we planned to go to aquariums mm-hmm. and it just has fallen through. And so we need to do that. And then on the side of the um, science center, my dad, when I was a kid, was a chaperone for one of my field trips. Mm-hmm. It was like a handful of things. He was My mom made him chaperone for and take off of work, which my dad taking off of work, it's like forget it. Um, now that he's retired, though, he, he does more stuff. But he chaperoned for us at the Liberty Science Center in, I think it's in, I want to say it's in uh, Pennsylvania. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. Liberty, right? So we went there and me and my dad were like trying to keep up with like the rest of the kids in my group because we were wanting to Mm -hmm. read every single thing and it was just like a whole, a whole thing. But yeah, I can definitely identify with that. Yeah, but on, on that, uh, on the same road trip, we went to... Another, like, pretty famous museum of art. I want to say in Chicago. Uh And it was me, Stephanie, and her then-boyfriend, Gabe. Now husband, Gabe. And me and Stephanie were lagging. Gabe was being very patient, but he was moving much faster. And me and Stephanie were just, like, looking at everything, meandering. Just because we loved it. Yeah. I love that kind of thing. And when we were in school, in one of our, for one of our, we went to... I think this was the same time we went to washington twice but in one of our washington trips we went to a very famous art museum and we were supposed to pick a piece of art and then do kind of a project on that piece of art yeah. and like talk about it and like really analyze it and the meaning and whatever and i'm a pretty indecisive person as we know and so like picking one piece of art in this massive museum very difficult i did pick it i don't even remember what it is now but like we went through and like i wanted to look at everything, read everything. I want a piece of art that I actually liked, but also one that had enough, like, symbolism and, like, that it would be easy to write about. But, yeah, I like a good art museum. All right. A good museum, period, but... <laughs> we'll, go to the, we'll go to the science center together, then. We should. We should. It. I mean, I think we would have... Just the part that I saw that mm-hmm. wasn't even the whole thing, it was fun. Well, I had one a lot of my of fun. birthdays, I want to say, like, my... I don't know. When did I move? I was 24. I want to say like my 22nd, 23rd, maybe even like later than that was at the Greensboro Science Center. Yeah. And like that's where me and all of my friends went for my 20-something birthday. Yeah. Because I just love a good science center. Yeah. Um, it was but, It was fun. I had, I was like this, I kept saying, I was like, this is actually a lot of fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I digress. <laughs> um, so my news, it is brine shrimp becomes Utah's official state crustacean after Governor Cox signs the bill. I feed those to my hermit crabs. Now, this is in Salt Lake City. Uh, The brine shrimp, a tiny crustacean that has lived in the Great Salt Lake area for at least 600 years, is now the official state crustacean of the, it's hard to say repeatedly, crustacean (laughs) of landlocked Utah. Um, Governor Spencer Cox signed... HB 317 into law on Friday, creating the official designation. I guess they live in Salt Lakes. Yeah. 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 The importance of the brine shrimp in the Great Salt Lake 
ecosystem cannot be overstated. The Utah Division of Wildlife Resources, Great Salt Lake Ecosystem Program Manager, John Luft, said. (laughs) We are... Thank God I know that. We are thrilled about the designation of the brine shrimp as the state crustacean. I'm like, was it a hard competition? Was there like a bunch of different... Were they betting on it? Like, I'm really back in this brine shrimp. They're thrilled. Um, But thrilled thrilled about the designation of the brine shrimp as the state crustacean and the attention they are getting for their role at the Great Salt Lake. So the brine shrimp are about a half inch big. I don't like that. Half inch big. What would you prefer? Long. Okay. Half inch big. That feels weird. Yeah, it does feel weird. (laughs) In the fall, they produce eggs called cysts, which are harvested by private companies and used as food for fish and commercially grown shrimp, sometimes called sea monkeys. Is that a throwback or is that a throwback? Yeah, it is. Sea Tiny monkeys. little brine shrimp. Because the brine shrimp yeah. that I give to my hermit crabs, they're freeze-dried. Or I do have brine shrimp, like, yeah. cubes. But the, the actual brine shrimp mm-hmm. I give them, are they're pretty... They're about a well, they're about an inch big, I'd well, say. <laughs> these, I guess, these are bigger ones. Like, your sea monkeys didn't grow. No. Like, I always end up knocking them over at some point, And yeah. I would be devastated that I just... My little sea monkeys are strewn about wherever yeah you'd have to like pipette them to change the water anyway yeah it was a yeah. whole big thing i don't know yeah. if anybody else remembers sea monkeys that's very much like a 90s, it's a 90s thing. thing for sure yeah didn't realize they're brine shrimp they're brine shrimp and there's a lady on tiktok that i found of like a year or so ago and she ordered a sea monkey kit and she did like a whole thing with them on tiktok like watching them grow in a whole huh. whole thing anyway um, might do that but go ahead yeah the commercial brine shrimp fishery at the Great Salt Lake supplies over 40% of the worldwide demand of brine shrimp. Wow. Fun fact. There's a, there's a demand? I guess there, there is. is. Yeah. I mean, I have hermit crabs, so I have a demand. Yeah, there's a, just a whole bunch of more information in here about brine shrimp and how they live and what they do. And... I'm making a new note, and it's going to be things to do. And I may or may not do this. Hold me accountable. Hold me accountable. Email us at theadrpodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to raise some sea monkeys. Look, do it. They, they, the, the girl who did it on TikTok, it's, they're a little different than they used to be now in the day, back in the day. Okay. So, anyway. It says, beyond their economic impact for Utah, brine shrimp helps sustain the around 10 million birds, representing over 250 species that pass by the Great Salt Lake annually. Wow. Because a variety of these birds feed on brine shrimp either exclusively or opportunistically to fuel their long migrations. Wow. Without this food source, the birds' long migrations would not be possible. It's incredible. The brine shrimp is the only wildlife to recently be recognized as a new state symbol. The golden eagle was named the state bird of prey last year, and the Gila monster was designated the official state reptile in 2019. Gila monster. Right? That's how you pronounce that? It is. Okay. What a choice. I I just didn't realize we had so many, like, roles to fill. Well, that's what I'm saying. What is our state crustacean, number one? Somehow I doubt it. Number two. I was thinking about, like, rabbit trailing and, like, really going hard in the, like, state, everybody's state crustacean. Unfinished business. What's our state crustacean? I'll do some research and, like, (laughs) do other states even have a crustacean designated? It's good to know. I don't know. Like, you know you have, like, every state has... A bird, a flower. Yes. A bird, a flower, and a tree. Yeah. Also crustaceans, question mark? At least Utah does. Yeah. So there it is. That's my peculiar news for this episode. All right. I want to know what our state crustacean is. Mm -hmm. And 
on a, on the, another side note, because we we haven't had enough side notes this sure. episode. Um, <laughs> Might be a twofer as well. We're it's not doing great. Probably going to be a twofer. It's we're already at forty one minutes. But Matt saw a golden eagle at one point. He was literally telling Amy last weekend that he saw huh. a golden eagle, and I was like, "That sounds made up." No, he saw a golden eagle. Anyway, I don't have the whole They're details. We'll have to rare, get him maybe but... as a special guest because we have an abundance of a list of special guests that would like to be Apparently. on our podcast, half of which don't even don't listen, even listen to, to, it. to the podcast. Yeah. But uh yeah, so interesting. Yeah. I want to know what our state crustacean is. Do we have a state reptile? I would think it would be like a newt or a skink because yeah. we got a lot of lizards around here. For sure. Not as many as other places, but more than I'm used to. So, mm-hmm. All right. That's that. How about let's do internet mishaps and then we'll... We could do internet mishaps, I feel like. Okay. Is yours long? I have two. I have two. And they're not super long. Okay. I have two. Okay. And mine aren't super long either. Okay. Um, so I have found a new source for... It, it is Exciting on, news. It is on Reddit, but it's okay. Amazon reviews. Oh, okay. good on ya. So this one is for a electric dog collar like e-fence yeah situation okay um and it's five stars okay says do not underestimate its power with three exclamation points okay (laughs) it says i put an e-fence around my house and put the collar on my leg since i'm on house arrest my yard is a lot bigger than the allowed distance for my ankle bracelet So I gave myself a small nick when I stray too far, but somehow, while fooling with the dogs and testing the system, I had it turned all the way up. (laughs) Well, while cutting kindling, I guess he meant kindling, for the fire, I I realized my wet rock for sharpening was in the shed. Well, I knew this would be tricky because my ankle bracelet and e-fence only allows me to go to the front end of the shed. When I arrived, realizing what I needed was in the very back of the shed, about 20 feet out of my parameters, I did what all men would do and took it as a challenge. I can make it. Um, <laughs> the last thing I remember was two faint beeps before the e-collar around my leg folded me like an origami swan. Both ears popped, and I'm pretty sure I kicked myself in the head at some point um, before being thrown to the back of the shed and blacking out. Ankle bracelet monitor alerted the local police station. I woke up in handcuffs only to discover someone else had also pooped my pants. It was a mess. So please, for the love of God, do not underestimate the shocking power. (laughs) Oh my God. The last thing I remember. I was like, this this guy got knocked out. Yeah. And it says... I woke up to discover someone else had also pooped my pants. Yeah. Sure. Someone else did? Yeah. Okay, okay buddy. Good on ya. Oh, yeah. Um, I folded like an origami swan. swan. That is so oh, good. Oh, my gosh. I'm at, okay, but here's the sad truth of this. People are putting these things on their dogs. Yeah. So, like, don't put it up all the way. Also, eh, research. Mm-hmm. Find a trainer. Find out if this is even an yeah, effective for, option. It's not good for every dog. And then find a reliable resource. Yeah. Don't just buy an so Amazon. I don't, I, it wasn't really clear if he like also put it on his dogs, but he just said it between fooling like with my dogs and collecting kindling, aka kindling for my fire, I accidentally turned it up all the way. Like my gracious, 
knocked himself out. <laughs> I was dying. Now, granted, I was doing this like late last night. Of and course. I was, like, Hopefully, this hits. But it did. <laughs> well, like an origami swan. That will always hit for me. Yeah. Like <laughs> an origami. So it's like some people say, like a lawn chair. Nope. No. <laughs> origami swan. It's like, a lot is that of folds, supposed to be more, more graceful, less great. Like, I feel like it, both at the same time because yeah. it's more folds but more graceful. <laughs> oh my gosh, I died. It's pretty good. Um, and this is another one. Now it's for bread, so I don't know. I guess you can buy bread on on Amazon. Yeah, I have before okay. actually keto bread. It's, it says perfect if you hate yourself. <laughs> if you have too much going for you in your life and could benefit from being thoroughly disappointed. This is the bread for you. If you've ever muttered to yourself, I wish I had two of the most flimsy, poor excuses for bread slices to ruin my sandwich with, then look no further. It's an even bigger plus if you hate flavor. <laughs> These are chop notches. They're so good. Wow. What yeah. a good resource. Right? These are just on that subreddit. I was like, because I was like, Trying to find, you know, on the Craigslist, I've already, like, looked so many. I did find a few out in the wild, but it takes a lot more research. It does. It takes a long time. To just go out there and, like, pick a random location. Yeah. And then just kind of search through. Because if I just go to, like, the community, like, all of the posts, like, 80% of them is someone rehoming their dog. Or yeah. selling a puppy. Or doing, I'm like, it hurts my brain. I can't look at all of that. I agree. Um, but, <laughs> so I was like, I have to find a new resource. And I was like, let me, let me just search. And see if there's an Amazon subreddit. Lo and behold, Amazon refuse, reviews. And it has, like, millions of people in there. That's great. So, I'm like, it's going to be off. And, like, yeah. it had tons of recent ones. Yeah, it's going to be popping. And there was so many in there. And I was like, oh, this is fantastic. Okay. So you, I'm glad you tell me your resources so I stay away from them. Yeah. Yeah. So, you will probably, you will hear more of this in upcoming episodes. Great. For sure. Great. But I love that. It's hilarious. I love like, it. These are so good. That those are very good. Yeah. They hit for me. So Thank you. You're welcome. Um, guess what, guys? You're going to have to wait until the <laughs> next episode to hear my internet mishaps, and I will tell you that they are not going to measure up. So, <laughs> uh, I feel like sometimes like I'll have better quality for a segment, and you'll have better quality for another segment. Yes, yeah, sometimes. And usually it balances out pretty well. Yeah. I think in... Almost all aspects of life, we balance each other yeah. out pretty well. So I just take my internet mishaps super seriously. Yeah, that's good. I do too, but I think I take it so seriously that it becomes serious and Maybe. not funny. So, it's, so like, yeah, we just look at it in a different way. But. We do, we do. So stay tuned for the next episode. It's going to be part two of this one, and you'll hear my internet mishaps there. All right, peace out.